Good morning. On this Monday morning, welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about <clears throat> when Moses and Elijah had appeared unto Jesus. And in the book of Luke, chapter 9, verse 30 and 31, they were talking about his decease. Now, we can use the word, uh, he was going to die, his death, uh, he was going to be dead. But the word that is used there <clears throat> is the word decease. And the Greek word for that means to exodus. Or it means exodus. An exit. <clears throat> a departing. <clears throat> Just like Jesus came down to earth and took on a human body. Became a man 100% an Adam. Now he was going to be leaving this earth and he was going to be exiting and he was going to take on a new body at his resurrection. See, the thing is, they did not just simply talk about you're going to die, but they also had to talk about him rising from the dead or his resurrection. It was not just an end, but it was the end of something for a beginning of something else or something new. When the Israelites were led by Moses to Exodus, Egypt, yes, they left one place, one country, one residence, <clears throat> one type of life and existence, one mentality, one thinking. They left that for a totally different, completely new uh, place that they were going. God wanted them to enter into the promised land. Of course, not all of them entered in, and uh, a lot of them died. Uh, in fact, a good portion of them died on the way to uh, the promised land because of their rebellion against God. But the key word here is the word exodus, to decease. It says, <clears throat> and we'll look at it again, and behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah. So these were not angels, but it says they were two men. Uh, the word that is used there in the Greek for them uh, is talking, they were man face. It's the word anthropos, or where, where we get the word anthropology. They were man-faced, that is, they were human beings. We have to make that very clear. Both Elijah and Moses were not around. Moses had already made his departure. Elijah had made his departure. Both of them <clears throat> were no longer here on this planet. The body of Moses had been buried by the archangel Michael which there was a fight over by Satan for it. God had told Moses that he was going to die, and Moses did die. His body did die. His body was buried, yet the Bible says that there talked with him two men. One man was the one that had already died, Moses, but yet he is alive. His body is dead, but yet he is alive. His appearance is identical to that which was uh, that of Moses uh, when he lived and walked here on this earth. How 
uh, Peter, James, and John were able to recognize that, especially not having TV, uh, cell phones, and cameras, and, and all of this. <clears throat> it had to be a revelation, or they had to have had some type of former uh, information to let them know what Moses was like. Now, the other one that had departed, but he departed alive. He did not get to see death, and that was Elijah. And Elijah, when he was uh, here on this earth, of course, he was an individual that was known for being caught up by the Spirit of God and being dropped off and put in different places, which in the New Testament we find with uh, Philip that happening, that the Spirit of God got a hold of him and uh, he's out in the desert witnessing to an Enoch of Ethiopia. Next thing we know, once he's done baptizing him, the Spirit of the Lord catches him up and he is taken and he winds up in another city. This, this event that took place on this mountain, on which Jesus was transfigured before them, is very important because it shows us that Jesus was not just going to die for our sins. He was not just going to be a sacrifice, a sin offering for us. He was not just going to die on the cross and shed his blood and make an atonement. He was going to bring forgiveness. He was going to bring remission. He was going to bring the gospel. He was going to bring all these things. But <clears throat> it does not end there. He said, I will be back for you. Where I am, you may be there also. In other words, I am returning. So his exodus was just temporary. And I want us to grasp that. That any and every Christian that has passed on, that has slept or is asleep in the Lord, it is just but a moment for them. It is temporary. For us, it seems a lifetime. But for them, it is just temporary because of how time is different in heaven. It's not measured in minutes or it's not measured in hours and not measured in days, but it's measured in eternity. So it's just but a drop in the bucket, as they say, in comparison to us that here uh, are living on this earth. And now watch this. In, in verse 31, Luke 9:31, it says, <clears throat> who appeared in glory and they spoke of his decease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So these two individuals they, who appeared in glory, who appeared in glory, both Moses and uh, Elijah had some type of, of, of glory plus whatever type of glory Jesus manifested, which he originally had. Of course, we can find in the book of uh, Luke, when we read in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 17, concerning this, we can find that the cloud that overshadowed them, <clears throat> uh, it was the presence of Almighty God, just like the cloud on Mount Sinai. But this cloud... Uh, was for the purpose of Jesus. It was for the purpose of the disciples being able to experience and hear what God had uh, uh, preparing for them. It says in <clears throat> Matthew 17, 2, 
And he was transfigured before them. He was metamorphosed. He was changed. Just like we are changed from glory to glory, according to 2 Corinthians uh, 3.18. We are changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. We're changed as we look into the Word of God. He was transfigured before them, and his face did shine. And if you go to the book of Revelation, you can find how his face does shine in chapter 1 and throughout the, the book, as he has mentioned, as the sun, and his clothing was white as the light, pure light, unaffected by pollution, unaffected by anything. Uh, <clears throat> they saw that glory, and behold, there appeared unto them, the disciples, and unto Jesus, Moses and Elijah talking with him. And of course, we already uh, made mention concerning the conversation that they were having. Uh, Peter goes on to say, uh, Then answered Peter and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, one for Elijah, while he yet spoke, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of that cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face, and they were sore afraid. And Jesus came and touched them, and he said, Arise, be not afraid. And that is the key. On the cross, we are crucified with him. On the cross, we are lifted up with him. On the cross, there is a, there is a metamorphosis that takes place, a change that takes place. He was buried, and then he resurrected on the third day. It says, and when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no man save Jesus only. That's the only thing that they could behold. There was nobody else. In other words, it did. nobody else mattered except Jesus. The author, the finisher of our faith, uh, in the book of uh, Hebrews in chapter 2, it says, looking unto Jesus, uh, <clears throat> uh, seeing him only. And then it says in verse number 9, And as they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen from the dead, be risen again from the dead. Notice the conversation of Jesus. It's not just the dying part that is the emphasis on the crucified life, but it is the resurrected life which we are brought into to walk in newness of spirit, newness of life, newness of knowledge, newness of relationship, newness of reconciliation and restoration, which God brings to each individual that has seen himself or herself crucified with Christ on that cross and daily picking up his or her cross and living for Christ through and by the Spirit of God, through a life of faith. Now, as we continue, we see that in the book of First uh, Peter, in chapter 1, in verse 10 and 11, and these are some of the verses that we've already read, but I want to touch on them again because it's so important. 
in his decease, in his exodus, uh, Jesus was going to attain something. And that is, he was going to attain unto a glory, unto a name, unto a power, unto a kingdom that was not possible had he not gone through the process of being deceased or being buried and then coming forth in a new manner, a new life. It says, of which salvation the prophets, they have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. See, the prophets, uh, uh, they all spoke of this. They talk about Christ coming, the Messiah is coming. They just couldn't figure out how. They figured out that he was coming uh, as a king, uh, as a ruler to reign, but they, they found it very difficult to understand that he was going to have to suffer and go to the cross and die for our sins and atone for us. They found it very difficult to comprehend that. And it says in verse number uh, 11, 1 Peter 1, 11, searching what or what manner of time, when was this going to take place, that the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand of the suffering of Christ and the glory that should follow. Notice Peter's words in association of what took place on that mountain uh, on that day when he was transfigured. Uh, I don't know how much of the conversation they got to hear, but the scripture says that Moses and Elijah talked with Jesus about his exodus, his leaving, but also his coming back. And that is the emphasis that 1 Peter 1.11 says. When we die in Christ, when we are crucified with him, we come back in a newness of life in this life. We don't disappear off this planet. We don't cease to exist. We no longer just uh, 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 are abolished or, 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 or extinguished and that's the end of it. But there is a new beginning there is a new beginning. There is a new glory that follows with the Spirit of Christ in us. And of course, in that new glory, it means that everything else is new. Our way of thinking becomes new. Our new family, our new citizenship, our new name, our new everything. And eventually, as I've mentioned before, a new heaven and a new earth to follow uh, with all this. But they testified before the Spirit of Christ that he should suffer and that also the glory that should follow. In verse number 12, it says, uh, Unto whom it was revealed, not unto themselves, but unto us. They did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel, See, that is part of the preaching of the gospel, the message, the crucified and resurrected life. Unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things even the angels desire to look into. Stop and think about that. In the book of Ephesians, in chapter number 3, it talks about the manifestation of the gospel preached. Even the principalities and the powers and the demons and the devils and all of these creatures even to them is made known the revelation by the preaching of the gospel when the message is taught from the pulpit and they listen to it, they are acquainted with 
what Christ actually fully and completely did, has done, and what will happen to them. Well, what has happened to you recently? Have you experienced the crucified life? If you have, then you understand fully and completely what we're talking about. Join us tomorrow, but until then, keep looking up our redemption and redeemer. Draw nigh the Lord richly and fully and completely bless you this day in his powerful name. Amen.